1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peak Studios. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast.
2: Payne and Pendergast with you Sean Payton was on with Colin Cowherd yesterday and uh boy did he get Texan fans uh excited. Here before we get to the question about would you be willing to consider the Texans, um, Coward was just laying out what the process is because this was Peyton's kind of first public interview about yes, I'm looking at jobs and I'm taking interviews.
3: I'll have a chance to visit prior to then. Like I've talked with a few teams, mm-hmm. that's, that's just done through permission with the Saints. Um, but I think w- this week would be, yeah, it would be Houston, um, Denver. Uh, later in the week, Carolina. Do you go there? Um, in, in in some cases, depending on schedules, they'll come here, or in other cases, Zoom. I might go there. End of the week, I'll go out to New York. I'll have a chance to visit with uh, Mr. Tepper in Carolina.
2: All right, so that was that was uh, Sean Payton laying out the process. Um, he talked to the Texans uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon or last night. The team announced it yesterday evening that they had completed their interview with Sean Payton. Today is the first day that he is allowed to go meet with teams face-to-face. So the interview with the Texans presumably was a Zoom call, not a face-to-face, because January 17th, today, is the first day that Payton can meet with teams in person. And he's got a busy dance card these next few days, as you can imagine. Colin Coward only asked about one team with specificity in this interview, and it was the Houston Texans. Would you consider... A team like the Texans, that's at the bottom of the league right now and in a total rebuild, are you willing to consider
0: that? If if absolutely you, okay, you here's would. why.
3: Um, and look, I think I know the ownership group not re- very well, but we practiced against the Texans okay. in New Orleans four or five different times. So um, Cal McNair, his his late father. Um, we we'd see them and so i don't i don't know them well but i but i know them we we you know when you when you practice for 3 days with an opponent you you get a chance to meet a lot of the different personalities and people involved in the building um they've got really good draft capital really good draft couple capital a couple good young players they're in a division that you can at least look at and say all right Indy, tennessee jacksonville is nothing but you you can at least all right how do we so i i think there's growth potential immediately there from their two or three wins that they had this year um, I know Nick a little bit Casario mm-hmm. um, because again when he was in New England we had a lot of practices with with their team so each team would be just like we're having that discussion there'd be pros and that that's the significance though of the upcoming week or two of meeting mm-hmm. some of these individuals asking some questions maybe some difficult questions. And, and trying to get answers so that we're not having difficult questions when you've already taken the job.
2: All right, so that, that's Sean Payton. Seth, the two things that – three things that jumped out at me there um, in his answer, mentioning the draft capital and, and pausing and then mentioning it again with more adjectives. Draft capital. Significant yeah. draft capital. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Big yeah. selling
2: point. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that he mentioned openly the division that the Texans are in. I mean, that's something that – Radio hosts mention all the time when we're evaluating the jobs and saying what's a good opening. I, I, that's a huge part of my evaluation. I was just a little surprised that a coach, especially if he winds up taking the job, would mention something like that. Like if I'm if I'm Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and in Tennessee right now, and I'm hearing Sean Payton mention the the selling point of the Texans job being you're in a division with those three teams, I'd be like, screw you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I
4: know. That's a uh... Um, like it's bulletin board material before yeah, he's, he's, he's even been hired. Right, I, I think point. he's
2: accurate. To be clear, I, yeah. I, I agree with the analysis. Yeah, like, I'm just surprised he's saying
4: it. He caught himself. Yeah. He yeah. he stopped very abruptly there. He thought like, oh wait, I got to go from analyst mode to potentially coaching mode here. Yeah, that's I. Uh, I think that's up in Jacksonville's bulletin board next uh, next year. So this, guy this guy thinks that this guy thinks that we were nothing to to shake a stick that's at. Right, we're trash. So. I, I do think, too, he's kind of hinted, maybe this is just the way I'm reading it, but the previous time he was on with Coward and he talked about this, he, he alluded to the fact that the price for the trade might change depending on how many assets a person has to give. It's kind of like in business, when you charge a higher price to the big corporation than you do to the small corporation, you're like, okay... The, you know, if I'm selling to Xerox, the price is this. If I'm selling to mom and pop down the street, the price is this. I feel like the Texans are somehow both the mom and pop, but also the Xerox. They're like they're gonna get they're, they're they are the they are the the have the have nots in this scenario, and yet they've got a whole lot of capital to
2: spend. Yeah, yeah, it's like when. Uh, we, we- when when someone there's a scene in uh planes trains and automobiles where Steve Martin's desperately trying to get a cab and he walks up to a guy who just hailed one and said I'll give buddy I'll pay you. if you just give me that cab I got to get to the airport and the guy goes okay uh, 75 bucks Steve Martin's like fine and he goes looks at him and goes oh, surely someone who would pay 75 would be willing to pay 100 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the text surely someone with four first round picks would be willing to give me two not just one
4: <laughs> that's um Yeah, so I I do think, though, too, there, for one, my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, crap, Mickey Loomis is thinking, here are the Texans, they're going to trade up way too much. Uh, But then I remembered, wait a second, no, Casario actually doesn't have that reputation. Bill O'Brien had that reputation. So I don't think that's an issue. I think it it is a matter of uh, Peyton, again, in that I think caught himself a couple times yesterday remembering, okay, well, I got to – I can't be negotiating or giving up negotiating chips on behalf of Mickey Loomis here. They ultimately, the saints control who I go to and for how much, if I go at all. So I can't be out here acting like, well,
2: yeah, it's going to be a mid mid to late round pick. Okay.
4: That's all. That's all it's going to cost.
2: Okay. Well, well he was pretty open about that answer yesterday. What would the compensation be for Sean Payton to go to, uh, to, to a team?
3: Each team's got different ammo or different pick selections and, you know, it, it could be a future one, maybe where you have to throw in something. Um, I, I say this because I know Mickey well, and I heard him talk the other day, and and he was right on, and I think I am too. Um, he he's got a job to do as a general manager with the Saints, uh, and and he'll he'll get the right compensation, and and I'm sure the team, if it gets that far, uh, will arrive at it, and it's probably this year. It would probably be, you know, a mid to late first round pick. I, I would say.
2: I mean, he's just putting the menu right out there. That's
4: what. Yeah, and you know what? It was it was Mickey Loomis himself who had mentioned the the fact that they have different levels of compensation, perhaps by uh, based on who they're who they're dealing with. Yeah. So I think that's the the important thing to remember with this because I saw John McClain tweet it last night that whole thing about mid to late first round pick. Um, that it's uh, like. It, that's Sean Payton talking. Sean Payton doesn't isn't the one that actually has the picks to give or uh, the 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 rights to his contract to give. Mickey Loomis is the one that's going to be ultimately deciding whether uh, the compensation is enough or not. So I, um if you look at the high end of the spectrum, Gruden was traded for two firsts and two seconds plus 8 million dollars Which, at that point, you gotta remember, he was going to a team in the Bucks that were Super Bowl ready. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were drafted, so you could reasonably assume that that next, the the first round pick for the next year was going to be a pretty late round pick, um, and the first round pick for that year I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a high that that, that was high their up, Tunsil
2: so. trade. That was their yeah. Jalen Ramsey trade. So Bucks. no, but I'm
4: saying, but the first round picks also yeah. both of those first round picks were Great. not nearly as valuable yeah. as uh, you know what this year's pick is for the Texans sure. picks and potentially next
2: year's. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so uh, I guess the question becomes. Would you do it? Would you trade – you know, the Texans have a mid-first-round pick. They've got the 12th overall pick, which is at the upper end of the middle part of the first round. Would you trade the 12th overall pick, which is the pick they got from the Deshaun Watson trade, one of the many picks they got, for Sean Payton? Seth, I put up a poll. There's almost 3,000 votes on this poll. Um, the I was a little surprised, and I'm assuming it's a lot of Texan fans voting in this, but I think you could even – even if you're not a Texan fan, you can answer the question. Would you do it if your team had the 12th overall pick? Uh, a majority say no. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't trade the 12th overall pick. Forget about multiple picks. They wouldn't trade that one pick for Sean Payton. 57.5% say no. 42.5% say yes. I'm torn right now, to be honest with you, as to whether or not I would.
4: I, I'm I'm not for it right now. Um, I, I think it would... It would have to be with a reasonable contract. So I'm totally in Jim Crane mode right now. I don't want a 10-year contract for Sean Payton. Uh, He's, um, and it doesn't even have anything to do with his age. It's... Just if, if that's indeed what it takes to get him, and I'm going a lot of that based on how much Gruden got um, from the Raiders and how much other top coaches are making right now, I, I'm just not interested in, in it for that long. If the McNair's aren't willing to, you know, just walk away from yeah, it.
2: yeah. Let, let me ask you, because uh, if if coaches counted against the salary cap, I would have equal concern as you. What's your concern about having a, a long-term deal with a coach like that if it doesn't count against the cap, if it's just the McNair's money and they can spend it how they want to?
4: Um, because, okay, what was the total amount of money that they were paying uh, in dead money to coaches? I mean, everything's right an
2: estimate by us, but it's, hun- it's like it's, it's, I think it's over $100 million that they're paying. Was to it over a $100 of- million? Is
4: that yeah. what we figured? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you accelerate all that into one year, cause of, well, because of future. Hmm. All right. I can see if the McNair's are indeed willing to just eat that contract if they have to after three or four years, then I've got no objections yeah. to it. If yeah. they are, if they are willing to do that, um, and they've shown that they're willing to do that with all these other coaches and their staffs. But that doesn't mean that they're going to continue to have an appetite for it. Right?
2: You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I uh, my concern would be in giving him a contract like that would be less about the the balance sheet and more about. <laughs> And this is just a general concern I have with Peyton. Is just like, okay, like what? How motivated is he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's his motivation? Is this his last big payday? Yeah. Before getting into broadcasting, was you know? he sitting
4: out there and thinking like, man, I got a, like hundred million dollars sitting out there that yes. I could get on a guaranteed contract? Absolutely. Am I really gonna? Am I really gonna just not take this guaranteed hundred million dollars theoretically? Right. It, right, and, and especially after a year of like eh, retirement's kind of not all that much fun and I miss having that edge I don't like golf like okay yeah I'll take your hundred million dollars right
2: right right that's that's that would be that would be my concern now if we were to um if we were to do the pros and cons on the Sean Payton thing because again we just we just mentioned I put up a poll 3,000 people have voted in it and the majority say no they wouldn't do that 58 percent are saying no they wouldn't do that trade 12th overall pick for Sean Payton I, I think the the, the pros and cons, the pros are really tough to ignore, especially in light of what the Texans had been through image-wise in the last three or four years. Sean Payton brings instant credibility to your franchise. He brings yep. instant relevance to your franchise. He instantly reengages the fan base. And I think, too, when it comes time to shop for free agents, maybe you're not having to pay the premium that you would have had to pay if you had a young unknown head coach, that kind of you're operating more normally again as an NFL team, as opposed to this oddity that's probably going to have to pay an extra twenty cents on the dollar for whatever it is you want to bring in to shore up this roster.
4: Right, right. There's a you're paying for a minimized downside. Yes, I think, that, I think there is something about Sean Payton where he's going to run a tight ship, even if he is partly just taking it because it's one, it's one last big. Tenth of a billion dollars that he could just cash in on. He's going to run a tight ship. I think he's going to hire good people and then teach them and work with them. Um, I think my biggest concern with him would be that, like, let's remember. Yes, he did have he did have Drew Brees, and you credit him for working with Drew Brees the same way Belichick helped develop Tom Brady. But they also had long stretches of horrendous defense, and perhaps the the one real viable stretch of defense they had, they were paying players to injure other players. So does that um we forget I mean, about
2: Bounty Gate. You're absolutely yeah. right.
4: Yeah, yeah. I know it. I was, everybody like
2: everybody's gotten forgotten.
4: I forgot about Bounty Gate until a couple listeners brought it up. Yeah. Um look he wasn't the architect of Bounty Gate. No. Okay. He was merely but a Jose Altuve. He was Altuve, I was just gonna say you nailed it. He <laughs> well, was Altuve. No, except he did remember he threw a hundred dollars into the kitty at one point yeah allegedly. and
2: and and, uh, and there were a couple trash can bangs during jose while he was up there was, sean so. can i tell you something
4: yeah. i i admire your ability to continue putting polls out there because i'm done with it i'm done with the poll business <laughs> <laughs> i did Why? one poll yesterday and i got so livid it actually interrupted my afternoon nap really that's how miserable i was okay um okay so i asked this quiz i, I asked this as cj stroud became available yeah I said, if the Texans hired Philly offensive coordinator Shane Striken as their head coach, and I, and I brought him up because he's worked with young quarterbacks yeah. before, yeah. which combo would you prefer? Strykin and Bryce Young, yep. CJ Stroud, or Lamar Jackson, but you'd have to trade three first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson. Um, because that's a number that's been thrown out there a bunch. Deshaun Watson, well, you know, being accused of 24 counts of sexual misconduct, got three first-round picks. Like, um, and it would be a, and, and for people saying, well, Lamar Jackson's a free agent, the the Ravens would tag him and then trade him. Yeah. Uh, which you're not supposed to be able to do, but it happens. It happens. Yeah. So, I got, I got, I was shocked and dismayed at how many people. Thought I was an idiot for trying to trade three first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, like they were negotiating with me or something. Right. I yeah. got asked if I was on crack, if I was high, if I was an idiot. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm asking you yep. whether you would like this. All you have to do is check the box that says Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. It is a. You don't have fall. to. You don't have to tell me I'm an idiot yep. for asking you whether you would take a stupid choice or not. It is. A, My it, God.
2: it's a pitfall of the poll methodology on Twitter. Yeah, I'm You're done. I will do not be
4: anymore? called a crack addict. That's good. For Tent, though that's a really good question by you uh, i'm tired enough there's a, there's enough smoke about me being a crack addict that i don't need to add fuel to the fire.
2: <laughs> you don't need to add yeah. fuel to the fire no.
4: i don't need anything that's going to be brought up in court
2: my uh, my other favorite thing on twitter uh, over the weekend was when i jokingly pointed out like haha classic kirk cousins throw short of the sticks on a gotta have it fourth down yeah. and a a big chunk of the replies are, well, if his defense didn't give up 31 points, then blah blah-blah-blah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm not blaming him for the entire loss. I'm pointing out how stupid it was on the final down of the season to throw to a covered tight end five yards short of the sticks on fourth down. Okay? Okay? There's only
4: one thing that's- Sean, there's now only I'm one mad. thing that's ever wrong with a football team or uh, only one thing wrong that in, in, in a team that loses a football game, and you know this. Yep. Um, I would say 12% of people said that they would trade for Lamar Jackson in three first round picks. Nope. To which I ask you. Are you on crack? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Studies show that 12% of Houstonians are indeed uh, on crack. On crack. So that that's the, right. I've got a good broad spectrum of, uh, <laughs> of teetotalers and crack. enjoyers. that sounds about right. My,
2: one uh, out of 10. Yeah. Um, the one, one other thing, just to put a bow on this Sean Payton stuff, we'll circle back to it more. If you're just getting in your car, uh, Sean Payton saying yesterday on Colin Coward, he is interested in the Texans job. He did have an interview with the Texans last night that the team announced on its Twitter feed. Um, I think it was interesting that he mentioned that he knows Nick Casario a little bit. Practice with the Patriots. I know Nick a little bit because I do think that gives a window into what the dynamic might look like if Sean Payton were to take this job. Where I think there's a lot of folks, I was one of them, that assume if you hire Sean Payton, he's just hitting the red button, nuking everything, and, and having, you know, he's a czar over all of it. Sean Payton coming here would probably change some of the dynamics in the building, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Nick Casario is out. Right, uh, it means that they would just, you know, that Nick might function a little bit differently, which he said in his press conference a week ago that he's open to something
4: like. that. Yeah, he said he was open to it, but he also said he also walked back some of those comments. I think it, it is a, I think it's definitely something that will have to be addressed, obviously. And uh, the question is, okay, Casario, if Casario genuinely wanted to come here, when Jack Easterby went and played footsie with him at the, uh, at the ring ceremony up in New England a long time ago. If Casario was intrigued and wanted to come to the Texans at that point, presumably it would have been on some, on some measure of equal footing with Bill O'Brien. That's the dynamic that would probably make sense. It's not like they were going to bring Casario in and say like, by the way, uh, O'Brien, now Casario calls all the shots. Have a great working relationship. So I don't think that Casario has always wanted or needed full control. It's just that the way things worked out, his agent negotiated that for him, and uh, it, and it worked for, at the time. If Peyton came in, it would be different. Peyton and Peyton and Mickey Loomis, um, one of our one of my followers last night said, "Hey, let's not forget that Peyton and Loomis, uh, Mickey Loomis, the GM in New Orleans, were a disaster with the salary cap for years." I would counter argue that by saying they actually were pretty brilliant with the cap for years. Given what they were trying to do, which was stretch it out as long as they could with Drew Brees. And every single year, I initially, along with many others, would say, well, Saints are in trouble. They're, they're really gonna, they're gonna have to pay the Piper at some point. And then they kept doing it for a period of seven or eight years where it just kept looking like they were, they were borrowing against the future way too much. Ultimately, like now is when the comeuppance comes, but that's, I think Peyton was, Planning to depart at that point anyway.
2: <laughs> good. So, he, so he's really good at running up other people's credit cards and then walking out the door.
4: Or he's realized, he's, he realized that, like, ah, you know what? Yeah, after a while, your your credit rating rolls over. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'm just going to walk away from this unsecured debt. They can't do anything to me. <laughs> he knows and uh, eventually my credit rating will he be over. He knows yeah. how to
2: game the system. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, We head into the seven o'clock hour. So that was Sean Payton. We'll circle back to him. The other big candidate that I think Texan fans are excited about. We got the date on D'Amico Ryan's interview. So that is happening. If you're already excited about D'Amico Ryan's, wait to hear one of his players, his best player, talk about him. That is next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app